Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. It's a necessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. It is unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920, and I'm back from vacation, as you can tell by the nice intro right there. A little, uh, what was that, Pastor Mace? Was that a little Mace action right there with Welcome Back? So uh, pleased to be with you. I'm in the home studio while my man Damon Cotton is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio alongside my guy Adam Hill from the RJ and also from our sister station ESPN Las Vegas, Cofield & Company. But today, it's I guess it's Q & Company today with Adam Hill in studio. Adam, man, how you doing today? I am good. I also, uh, one of my lifelong dreams was fulfilled last year. I got to see Mace live. Nice. Was uh, that at Lovers and Friends? It was. And I got right on the stage with the VIP pass, right, <laughs> like literally right next to the stage. What a performance. I mean, look, Harlem World, start to finish. One of my favorite albums of all time. It's incredible. And <laughs> people forget how good it was because he just went away. Right. He was gone. He was just, he was preaching and doing his thing. And, uh, man. What an honor. So great great start to the show. Not only welcoming you back, but also bringing back my vibes. Well, I want to ask you, since we're talking about Mace, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Why did he go preach and then come back? Because once he came back, it just wasn't the same. It, well, it's hard. Q, look, age catches up to all of us at some point. Uh, and hip-hop, <laughs> as much as we've seen some some legends hang around, like it is right. a young man's game for the most part. For sure. Part. But he went to preach, and then he decided he was going to come back to hip-hop and go all the way in. It wasn't like it was clean, I'm going to preach the word of God hip-hop. It was mace hip-hop before he went preaching. Yeah, but I think I think his whole thing, he didn't want to he didn't want to be a bad influence anymore and use bad words and all that, right, too. And, right. um, and then, obviously, clean hip-hop. Let's just face it; it doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't really. No. No, sorry to you know hammer, I guess, but right. Shout out know, clean, hammer. clean hip hop. It doesn't really work that right. well. So, uh, yeah, it was just going to be tough for him, I think, to do both. Credit to him; he did what he thought was right and what he had to do, I, I guess. Uh, but maybe missed the limelight a little bit. And you're right; when he came back, it wasn't the same. But I'm telling you, I don't care what he does going forward. <laughs> that that. Harlem World album is incredible to me. I love that album. I'm not mad at you at all. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Hip Hop 101 for those that did not <laughs> yes. understand to start Unnecessary Roughness. Damon, let me go ahead and ask you to jump on into the show as well uh, as I haven't talked to you for a while. What are your uh, Mace memories? Uh, not so much memories. He's creating them now with Cameron on It Is What It Is. I mean, so... I mean, he's the flashy suit guy with Puffy for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, they made some magic together. Let's not get it twisted. They made some real good magic together. And then, well, everything kind of switched up from there. But all right, there you go. Like I said, Hip Hop 101, uh, courtesy of Adam Hill, Damon Cotton, and your boy Q here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. And it is good to be back. Uh, had a really good vacation, a relaxing time with the family out in Hawaii. And uh, anyone who follows me on Twitter probably saw a lot of my social media tweets. Uh, I tried to... Not really involved a whole lot, but I just had to show off some of the scenes, man. Some of the scenes were so great, and, you know, I had Little Q there with me as well, so that was an opportunity for him. So it was, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, back, ready not, to go. Not to, not to cut you off, Q, was it fun, though? Like, to me, I feel like you probably did seven shows while you were out on, on the road. No, I, t- I did not. I did no shows. I left my computer at home. I left my uh, my Comrex unit at home, so I couldn't connect to anything. No ESPN, no Raider Nation Radio. I couldn't do it. I didn't do any phone interviews. People were asking me, hey, 
hey, man, can you come on to talk Raiders? No, I did nothing. All I did is play beach volleyball quite a bit, and I got worn out. I mean, I literally got worn out. Uh, I went and did – I did a lot of stuff that I normally wouldn't do, right? I, did, I got outside of myself. Like, we went snorkeling and scuba diving the first day. I don't even swim, right? <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but we did that. And then another day we got in these ATVs and we rode around for like two hours on ATVs where it was the dirtiest thing ever as far as we just got filthy, right? There's just dirt. And cl- I went and bought some shoes. Let's put it like this. I went and bought some shoes from Ross for $20 because I was not going to mess up my Nikes in this activity. And so I wore them that one time, and then I left them in a park there in Maui when, uh, when we got ready to leave. I just went and left it by a bench because I know somebody's going to be able to use them, right? I didn't want to throw them away. Sure. I was never going to wear them again, so I thought I was going to do something good for the community. So I just dumped them off. Now, they got a little bit of clay on them, but, I mean, it's all good, you know. It, is, uh, it sounds like, however, your vacation somewhat similar to mine, and I feel like a lot of people are like this. Where I, I'm i going on vacation like in mid-July, and somebody asked me about doing something the day after I get back from vacation already. They're like, right. hey, what about the 17th? Uh, any chance you have some availability? And I was like, no, I get back from vacation on the 16th. I got to rest like two days after that. Man. Like, vacation is not chilling and relaxing. Like You just go crazy on vacation. Yes, yes. No, you're right about that. And honestly, if I could do a vacation from my vacation, I would. Yeah. Like if it was really up to me, which it's not, I probably wouldn't be doing this show today or ESPN or anything else, right? I mean, I, I honestly landed last night around 5 p.m. here in Vegas, and I immediately got to the house and did payroll, so everyone got paid, which I'm sure everyone appreciates. And then also, I knocked out a podcast, and now I'm doing a show today, and I got a show tonight on Freddie and Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio, and I'm doing it the rest of the week. And it's like ESPN's hit me with a 1,000 shows. Oh, you were gone for a week. Now it's time to get back at it. So yeah, it's here wild. we are. It's wild. Right. And, and no, nobody, if you're doing it right, I feel like you're not actually resting on vacation. Like You, right. you can rest any time during the weekends, whatever. You got to go hard. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I went got- hard. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you how hard I went in the paint. Like, I'm not a Mai Tai guy unless I'm in Hawaii. And believe me, me and the Mai Tai became very, very familiar all week long. And I'll tell you, man, there were certain days I looked up and I was like, my body just can't handle this anymore. No. This is insane. So Trust me. You know, luau's. We did the whole luau thing. I mean, it was – we did everything and then some. So Wait, wait till you uh, discover the Miami Vice on your next trip. Oh man, I I yeah yeah I, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't wild. even want to think about it, man. <laughs> it's wild, and uh, go, I'm hitting up Cancun in a couple of weeks, so nice. uh, it'll be just all day every day. It's gonna be out of control. So yeah, I feel you on that. And uh, vacations not relaxing for anyone, and they shouldn't be. You should right. be going hard. I, I like should. that. I like I like that that plan. I will say I'm glad I was able to return to a job because after all the money I spent in Hawaii, <laughs> I'm gonna need multiple jobs. Yep. So I am glad that I say that I wish I wasn't doing shows and I had a couple days to recuperate, but it's probably better that I'm actually back in action and ready to work because yeah, spent way more money than I expected. That's what happens when you take the family with you. You know, you just end up just spending money on things that you would never buy. Hey, do you want video memories of this? Sure. Yeah. Hey, do you want the group photo? Sure. Hey, do you want this? Yeah, we'll get that too. And then all of a sudden you look back at your credit card bill and you're like was that really necessary? I probably didn't need to do that. But again, that's uh that's it's good problems to have, right? It's a good problem to have that we were able to do that and go on vacation and get a little R and R time, as we know, Adam. Wait, those just... my ties are how much? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. At some point, I stopped looking. I stopped even paying attention. I was just like, just sign my name. 
It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I'll accept it later because I already know. It just doesn't make any sense. But, you know, it is what it is. But, Adam, it's good right now, as you mentioned, going on vacation because we found out that the Raiders are going to open up training camp in less than a month, right? The rookies will report on the 20th of July. Uh, the veterans on the 25th, and the first day of practice is the 26th. So, I mean, before you know it, We'll be back on the grind. We'll be at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. We'll stand out there early in the morning, and it'll get hot, and we'll do what we do. Oh, it's going to be so hot, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a late summer for us. Yeah, we kind of had those those dates in mind. Like, you kind of thought that it was going to be right around those, but, right. Uh, yeah, we get the official word now, so you know it's like it's like a countdown that you have in your mind, right, for, uh, for fans, for us in the media, for sure, of – all right, that's the date. And as I just said, I got I got a vacation coming up where I get back. I get like four days before rookies report. Yep. Then I'm then I'm right back right back at it. So um, you know, that is the date to have. And those are those are those key dates throughout the summer. And that's the date the players have in mind too, where they're planning their final little getaway, their last vacation, their their time to get out of town for a couple of days. Um, I'll say last year uh, I went to Cancun right around the same time as I'm going this year. Yeah, and uh, actually ran into a couple of players, even one Raider that I, that I ran into down nice. there uh, while I was on vacation. So th- I think there'll be a lot of NFL players the weekend I'm down there uh, and o- other spots as well because they're they're trying to get in their last little uh, break because it's a grind for us once the season starts. It's a grind for the players for sure. Right. It's a grind for the fans, man. The people that are listening. Yep. Like it is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when I didn't work covering the NFL, I, I remember just be, just being a fan and just watching and knowing. All right, well, I better get everything I have done, you know, everything I need to do on a weekend done by that date because right. once they report, now we have football every Sunday for the next, you know, what yep. is it, 26 weeks, 27 weeks, something like that. Uh, so your your weekends are gone. So you know that you've got that that little countdown until you've got to have everything finished, vacations, uh, stuff around the house, chores, all that kind of stuff got to be done. There's no doubt about it. And the players, they know that, like you said, so they're going to get some rest and relaxation, and then they're going to get ready for that grind, and they're going to be out there putting in the work. And it is, though, it's funny. I'm glad you mentioned the fans because, man, the fans have to get accustomed to, all right, let's look at the schedule. What do you got to do around the schedule? What do you got to do around the house? All right, my game comes on at this time. Yeah. This, you know what I mean? It's like, and that's what we do as fans. Like I said, before uh, I even covered the NFL, before I was here covering the Raiders, it was always, all right, well, football starts at this certain time. When I was in Texas, football starts at noon. So, honey, if you got anything you need me to do, it's got to be done by 1145 because football's on at noon. And then, boom, it's going the rest of the day or whatever the case may be. It's just that's what it is. And so I think the fan base has to take their little break as well from the way the season ended, seeing the Super Bowl, going through free agency, the draft. All right, now you got a little bit of a lull. Build your body up. Build your, you know, get rid of all those maybe negative thoughts that you have. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And then when it comes all said and done, you're going to do it again, and you're ready to rock and roll, and that's what being uh, a fan is all about. And so, yeah, man, it's it's that time. It's less than a month of the way. So we got plenty to get to coming up on today's show. Again, he's Adam Hill and Damon Cotton. They're both in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Your boy Q, I'm in the home studio right now. Coming up on the show today, Anthony Galavis from the Fresno Bee. Normally I don't double dip. He was on the morning tailgate this morning talking about a piece that he put out about Derek Carr, who was in Fresno for uh, you know, his uh, – his, 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 um, his charity work that he does, D4C uh, or DC4, I can't remember. I think it's DC4. That makes sense. Derek Carr 4. Anyway, he, his foundation, uh, that's the word I was looking for. He was there, and so Anthony covered it and wrote some pieces about him. And, of course, he's got a lot of headlines because when you talk about it, Derek Carr, it gets a lot of headlines. So the morning tailgate had him on this morning. They got into some pretty great detail. We'll just ask a couple questions moving forward with Anthony. And then, for the most part, I'm pretty much done with the whole Derek Carr situation. Talked about it a little bit on my podcast today. We'll talk about it a little bit today. I know it's going to come up here and there throughout the course of the season, depending on what the Saints do, but 
Adam, Derek Carr is just one of those names. Whenever you hear his name, it's just something polarizing. Uh, I saw the other day that you and Cofield were talking about him and Darren Waller out in the park throwing <laughs> some routes, and it's like, I thought they didn't like each other. It's always, whenever he's involved in anything, it's always, it's always magnified to like the 10th degree or maybe even more. So we found out, I guess you were at least following that when you were on vacation. You, <laughs> right. you saw her. I saw Twitter, posts. man. I saw Twitter. Right. I couldn't I help you. myself. I get you. Um, look, it, it's going to be a polarizing subject for, for a while. I mean, it, it's. I, I think you just said, hey, we can kind of put this behind us at this point. But no, we can't because uh, I'll tell you right now, there's there's a date coming up that's going to be – or a couple of dates coming up that's going to be very interesting because the Saints – are training in L.A., or at least in Southern California, yeah. the same days that the Raiders are training down there. So Derek Carr will be at the same general vicinity in during training camp as the Raiders are. And they have games back-to-back days at SoFi Stadium, so it's going to come up then. And Derek Carr will be asked about it then. And look, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be at, at Saints training camp, and I'll, yeah. I'll I'll talk to him then, and there'll be, there'll be some more stories. And, um, and then every week throughout the year, if the Raiders lose and the Saints win – it's going to be a subject. And, right. and if the Saints lose and the Raiders win, it's going to be a subject. And if they both do the same thing, it's like it's going to continue to be a subject for a while. I, I think it's it's not going to die, and there's going to be certain parts of the fan base that are going to want to say, I told you so, either way, whether it's successful or, or not successful. Yep. Uh, there's going to be people that are waiting to say that. So um, this is not going to go away. I, I know uh, there was a national guy yesterday that was on – uh, with Cofield that I was listening to, and uh, he kind of Cofield kind of brought him into the conversation about Carr, and the guy's like, "Who cares? He's gone, right?" Yeah, no, that's not, it's not going to be like that. I think there's very few people that are completely moved on from this situation, and and because of the expectations um, of what the Raiders have this year, and the, they're obviously not very high according to most people. Like, it's going to continue to be a subject. Could you have been better? And I don't think the subject should be could you have been better. It should be could you have won a title. Right. The way you were going. Because right. that's the ultimate goal. Um, I, I can use other examples of teams in the past that had to take a step backward in order to take a step forward. And that's kind of like where who? the— who, who you got in mind? I, I mean, people hate when I talk about this. Um, but the I'll, I'll go with uh, the Tyrod Taylor situation in Buffalo, one of my okay. favorite subjects of all time, uh, where they— they moved on from a guy in Tyrod Taylor who had just got them to their first playoff appearance in 20 years. Right. They didn't believe that they could win a title. Right. And they probably couldn't have. Mm-hmm. But they probably could have made the playoffs again the next year. They probably could have at least been on the verge and been right there. And they said, no, we're going to move on and, and draft a quarterback and Josh Allen who had one of the worst rookie seasons we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And you took a big step back from a team that made the playoffs to a team that had a quarterback with a lot of potential. But you were like, what is this? Right, like this guy's trash. Right now, right. in the end, they took a big step forward by doing that, and I I hated it because I didn't like taking a step back, and I didn't like how Tyron Taylor was treated in that situation. But in the end, like they they realized, hey, this is a borderline playoff team. We just made the playoffs, but it's not going to go any further. Right, and that's it. That's a decision that you have to make sometimes. Now, in the case of the Raiders, they didn't really move on to a you know, first-round pick, some potential right. superstar down the road. Yeah. I think that's the other issue that a lot of people have here. But, like, were they going to win a title with Derek Carr? I would say absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was ever going to happen. And so you have to decide at some point to move on. And what, sometimes, that's, sometimes that means you're going to take a big step backward. And I think in this case, I don't know if it's a big step backward. I think it's like a, a slight step backward maybe, but – You've got to sometimes take a step back to go forward, and and those are those are things that have to happen in, in the NFL, and those are things that have to have to happen everywhere. Look at the Golden Knights, and we could we can get into a little bit of yeah. the Golden Knights stuff, but 
The Golden Knights traded one of their most popular players an hour ago. Right. Literally just won the title. Yeah. Original member of the team. Yeah. They traded him. Right. And this team has been ruthless. Mm-hmm. The front office has been ruthless. And people have been so mad. So mad. And then they won a title. And right. what do they do as soon as they win a title? See you. Ruthless. <laughs> right. Back to ruthless, ruthless. ways. Right. Like, right. And that's how you're successful. Not, not always. You're not always yeah. going to be successful just by being ruthless. But they've showed that they... They are willing to make unpopular decisions if, if it is going if if in their mind it's going to help the team get better and well, and that's what happened. Well, they always say if you if you think like the fans, then you're going to end up being a fan. Yeah, right. You're going to be sitting yep. with the fans, so you don't want to do that. So, uh, Demond, let me ask you real quick, man. How long do you think that you know Derek Carr is going to be? Because neither one of you guys are Raider fans, which is great. I'm glad that you know that we have this that we can have this discussion. Uh, because it's one of those things, and I said on my podcast today, I feel like the reason why he is so polarizing and, and he's, it's such a divide because no one can agree on how good he was or how good he wasn't, right? I think that there's pockets that think he was great and the best thing that they've ever had because he was the longest-running quarterback that the Raiders have had going on with the nine years. And then others are like, no, he was terrible. He wasn't very good. He didn't win. He got a lot of stats, but he didn't win games. So how long do you think that this debate will continue on now that he is with a new team? I think it's going to take at least this season. I don't want to say it's going to be more than this season because it very well could be, but it's got to be at least this season. Because Adam said, hey, if the Saints win, the Raiders lose, they both lose, doesn't yeah. matter the scenario. I feel that conversation yeah. coming on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you mentioned it as well, like with the text that you had on the podcast, yeah. where it's, hey, man, for some people, he's the best quarterback they've ever seen. He's got the stats to back it up. And then you got some people, the ultimate stats, wins. Right. He doesn't have enough of those. Wins but, and rings. Yeah, but you can make that argument. He's oh, longevity, the best of all time. How could you just get rid of a guy who gave you right. nine hard years? And then you got the people that say, he didn't win enough. So, but I'm not saying that they're both right, but you can make that argument. We all know when you put some numbers yeah. in, you can have that argument to be this guy was a top ten quarterback. Right. He, yeah. So it's I, just, I love Adam's point. I love Adam's point though. To, to sometimes you have to take a step back, and people aren't going to like it. Sometimes you have to take a step back to take a step forward. Yeah, and I, I've said for a long time, like the the quarterback you don't want in the NFL is the twelfth to eighteenth best quarterback. Right. That's who you absolutely do not want. Because he puts you in a position that Derek Carr has put the Raiders in. He is way too good to move on from, but not good enough to get you to where you want to go, <laughs> right? right? And right, so, right. so if you think about this, if you consider, and I've always considered Derek Carr in that range, mm-hmm. 12 to 18 yeah, best. Like every fair. once in a while, he's maybe 10. Mm-hmm. Everyone, he might fall to 19 or 20, but he's like the 12th to 18th best quarterback in the league to me throughout almost his, his entire run. How how where did you think that Matt Stafford was? Because I always compare Derek Carr and Matt Stafford because they were in bad situations when they both came into the league. Stafford was on a terrible Detroit team and he ended up in LA and won a title because he had a really good team around him yeah. with a really good play caller. I always thought that Derek Carr was very similar to Matt Stafford. I've always had I've had like Matt Stafford is like one or two spots ahead. Like he's like yeah, that's fine. he's like eleven to fourteen. Okay. Like, you know, maybe even ten to fourteen type player. And you can win with those guys if you have exceptional talent around, which we saw right. uh, with the Rams. But to me, when you were in that range, if you think about and and let's just say, let's grant me as twelve to eighteen best. Okay. That means that there are only eleven people on this planet that are better at that job than you are, right? Right. right. Yep. So you have to find one of them. But if you can, but if you can't, it's right. gonna be it's gonna be bad and it's gonna be awful. And 
it's going to be tough for you for a couple of years, and everybody's going to say, hey, you had the 12th or 13th or 14th best quarterback in the world. Right. Why'd you get rid of him? Well, because that's not good enough to get you to where you want to go. It is brutal to be in that range. If you have a quarterback, you want him to either be really, really good or really, really bad so you can move on from him. You don't want a good, mediocre – mediocre is not the right word. You don't want a good quarterback. Right. You want a great one or a terrible one. Right. And the Raiders have had a good one for a long time, and it makes it really, really tough to move on from. That makes a lot of sense. It really does. Damon, I see you jumping in real quick. I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with Adam saying, but for me, when it comes to why he's so polarizing to the fan base, I do think it's, it has a, a lot to do with Derek Carr as the person, too, or he's a rootable guy. He gives, like, the good quote. You know, he's so passionate about how much that he wants to do for this fan base and, you know, how much he loves Raider Nation. And we'll talk to him more about that with Anthony a little later, but I also think that that's some of that pulling for why the people who didn't want to see him go – they just like Derek Carr as a person, maybe even more than they like him as the quarterback. I mean, that's possible. I think that the nine years has a lot to do with it, right? Because, again, you go back and look at the history of the Raiders and the quarterbacks, no one's playing for nine years, right? I mean, none of them, right? It's, it's D.C., so a lot of people, I mean, hell, I'm 46, and that's the guy that I remember the most, right? And, and, and I was around for, you know, the years of the one- and two-year guy, the Dante Culpeppers, the Jay Schraders, the, I mean, just insert whatever quarterback you want, Kerry Collins. You know, obviously Rich Gannon was good years, but, I mean, I was around for all those years. I was hitting in the Coliseum for all those years. I remember all those guys. Like, it's just, you know, it was a big carousel. And so when you go through quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, and then all of a sudden you get one that you're that's solid, like you mentioned, good quarterback, you know, kind of in the middle, all of a sudden, well, you know, that, that's that's your guy, and that's that's the best thing since sliced bread. And so I can see where it's hard for people to accept moving on, especially when they see the guy that is now the quarterback and they say, yeah, but he's not for long. Yeah, and and it's also like think about a relationship. Like it just gets comfortable after a while. We're like, hey, this is this is who I'm with. Right. And like, I mean, it might not be exciting. It might be right. great, but like, hey, it's comfortable. This is who I'm with. Yeah. And you're like, I probably should move out of this. But at the same time, like, yeah, it's – it's I'm nice. familiar. It's kind I'm of, familiar. Yeah. It's safe. I understand. <laughs> I understand this person's weird habits. Like, right. I could. I wish they didn't have these, but who knows what other weird habits the other person might have? Right. Like, I'm just comfortable in this relationship. It's but too late to start over now. Yeah, Gone yeah. down too far down this road. You can't turn around. And you might just be too <laughs> nervous to find out what a new person has. So, I mean, like, all those things are part of this. And we're gonna see. Look, I I've covered this team for over four seasons now. A little, yeah, four and a half years. Yeah. I've only covered one starting quarterback. Right. Exactly. I, I say the same thing all the time. I've covered one starting quarterback as well. Anytime I've been doing podcasts or talking about the team, it's been one quarterback, and I knew exactly what to expect from him. And the one thing I've always been able to give him is I knew that he was going to be available. Right? That's the one thing that you can always give him is availability. I hate starting a conversation with, well, if Jimmy's healthy, then. I hate that. That's the worst feeling ever because you never want to start a conversation, well, if they can stay healthy. I always use the Cowboys, for example. Tyron Smith was the long-term uh, left tackle forever, but every year it's like, well, if he can stay healthy, the offensive line will be solid. If Sean Lee could stay healthy, the linebackers will be solid. And guess what? They never stayed healthy. If if Zion Williamson could be on the court. Right, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're exactly right. If Zion could be right, I, then the Pelicans would be a good team. I heard somebody say the other day, like, man, those games that Zion played this year, he was awesome. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> like, what, what good does that do you? Right, right, it's, exactly. It's wild. Doesn't make any kind of sense. So Anthony Galavis from the Fresno Bee, we say all that to say, he'll join us at 3 o'clock. Just get the, you know, kind of get the, the background, the backstory of how the conversation came up and, you know, what his takes are from D.C., 
moving forward, how he is with the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, he's got a new team. He's got a new opportunity. I'm excited for him because now he's in a division where currently right now, as it sits on June 28th, he's the best quarterback in the division, right? I mean, he's the best quarterback in the division, in my opinion, right now. He's got a rookie. He's got a guy in Desmond Ritter who hasn't had very much burn. He's got Baker Mayfield who's on team four, and then there's him. So I feel like he's the best quarterback in the division right now. Yeah. I, I mean, that's – Again, right now. Not saying he's going to be at the end of the season. Bryce Young might be the dude, right? Desmond Ritter might be the dude. Baker Mayfield might be the, team, the guy that led the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs for the first time in forever, right? I mean, who knows? But right now I think on paper you could say Derek Carr's the best quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's fair. Again, it's not the loftiest competition. Right. Uh, but, yeah, sure. I would say right now, yep. yeah, and the team – should be pretty good. Like the team should have a good track yep. toward a division title. Now, again, what you're going to see is people forgetting this at the end of the year, right? When the Saints actually do make the playoffs, potentially, they'll be like, "Oh, the Saints made the playoffs and the Raiders didn't." Right? Okay, they are not in the same position at all. <laughs> They're not <laughs> at all. And if the Raiders were in the NFC South, I would say they'd probably be predicted to win the division. I would, too. I would agree 100% with that. So, again, Anthony Galavis will join us for a quick minute coming up at 3 o'clock. John Costco from Pro Football Focus, he'll join us at 3.30, talk a little secondary and the fact that, Adam, the Raiders were ranked 31st last year in secondary from Pro Football Focus, and right now they're projected at 30th. So it's not much of an upgrade, but to me, it's a lot of unknown, though, to me. That's the biggest question for me is the unknown with all the free agents that were brought in and, of course, the rookies in Ja'Korian Bennett and Chris Smith. Yeah, look, <laughs> there's there's not a lot of success to hang your hat on right. from the secondary, right? right. I, I was listening to, uh, speaking of Pro Football Focus, they did a uh, a breakdown of best case and worst case scenario for every team in the AFC mm-hmm. uh, this week. I, you know, it was it was about four or five minutes on each team, and they said what could absolutely go right for this team to succeed, what could absolutely go wrong uh, for this team to fail, and they're looking at the defense and they're like, look, there is not a single guy outside of Max Crosby who has a sustained track record? Well, Chandler Jones, but not now. Right, not now. Uh, who has yeah. a sustained track record the last like three, four years of being really, really good? There's not right. a single guy. Nope. Now, could a bunch of these guys fit right? Could they have gone out and identified guys that maybe weren't good in other systems that are going to really succeed in the in the Patrick Graham system and the system that the Raiders want to employ? Maybe, maybe they did a really good job of matching skill sets to to system and all of those, and they're going to be much, much better than you think. But there is nothing right now to tell you that there is that on paper, right? This is going to be a really good defense or make a dramatic improvement. That doesn't mean they won't, right? Like, la- look, I mean, all you have to look for is the offensive line from last year. Yeah, where we went into the year thinking, wow, this offensive line is going to hold them back, and mm-hmm. what happened? They were fine. They weren't great. <laughs> yeah, they weren't awful. Right. They were fine. But mm-hmm. fine. I think even last year I said, look, if the offensive line is okay, it's going to be a good team. Right. No, the offensive line was okay, and it wasn't a good team. So you never know what's going to happen, but on paper there's not much to suggest that they're going to succeed. That doesn't mean they're not. Right, no doubt. So John Costco, Poor Football Focus, will join us at 3.30, talk all things secondary and the Raiders, uh, you know, where they're ranking and how they can improve, as Adam mentioned. And then Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com, our good friend, will join us at 4.30, talk about the NBA, talk about the Lakers, talk about the uh, upcoming free agency. Obviously their draft has already happened and just where they sit as a team that after the trade, trade deadline, they were actually a really good team. So now it looks like they're going to run it back. So we'll get caught up to date on all things Lakers with Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com. That's coming up at 4.30. We also have Cover 3 NFL News and Notes of the Day. That will come up at 4 o'clock. We have winning 
Lotus Summer of Fun is going on, and I just came back from Maui, and you could be going to Maui. We're actually going to tell you about that a little bit later on in the show as well. We're giving away a bunch of great trips uh, here with Lotus Broadcasting across all of our stations, and so we'll tell you about that. We'll get you qualified for an opportunity. We'll do that a little bit later on in the show as well. Adam Hill's in studio. Damon Cotton's in studio. I'm in the home studio. When we come back, we'll jump into the opening drive here on Radio Nation Radio 920. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Pata Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. And welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Adam Hill, Damon Cotton, and your boy Q holding it down till 5 o'clock this afternoon. And already got some feedback on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. We'll get that throughout the course of the show. You can also chime in at any time at 702-365-9200 about any of the subjects that we're talking about throughout the show. But a couple quick texts I want to get to from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q, welcome back. Damon and company did a fantastic job holding down the fort while you were out on vacation. Want to give the crew major props. Also, we heard that you also enjoyed your time playing pickleball and thumb wrestling while in Hawaii. <laughs> we know this because you texted it to the show while you were out. LOL. On the reel. Welcome back, Hugh, and look forward to a great show. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. That's probably two of the activities I didn't play was uh, pickleball or any thumb wrestling. But I will say this, Adam. I don't know if you've done this. And I always thought this was, this was funny. I never wanted anything to do with this. Me and Little Q rented some mopeds. Like everyone that we were with decided that we were going to, oh, we're going to all get out on some bikes and we're going to ride some bikes and ride around the island and everything, just kind of be cool. And so me and Little Q start walking that way towards the bike place and we see a moped that you could rent mopeds. And I was like, well, I'd rather re- get a moped than a bike. I'd rather let the, the vehicle do itself, do the work for you. So we ended up with, with mopeds and everyone else ended up on bikes. And man, I don't know why. But that was some of the most fun that I ever had was riding those damn mopeds, which I used to make fun of people that rode mopeds. I had a buddy I used to work with that actually used to call his girlfriend a moped, and I had no, I had never heard, I had never heard that saying before. He was like, "Oh, she's a moped," and I was like, "I don't even know what that means." And he said, "Well, they're cool, they're cool until you, your friends see you with them." Yeah. <laughs> I never heard that before. I don't so, think it's, I don't think it's with them, but good, good job cleaning it up for. Radio. I did. I cleaned it up for radio. Uh, I cleaned, solid. I cleaned it up for radio because it is a family show. <laughs> Solid. Uh, yeah, not that. I'm not about that life. Uh, more of I did the uh, ATV tour through the uh, through the jungle. That was in nice. Costa Rica. That was cool. And uh, you can do you can do the ATVs down in uh, in Mexico too. That's pretty awesome. But now I'm more. I'm I am. I guess it's age. Maybe maybe just like understanding. There's just more chill ways to uh, hang out. There's like a little island off of the coast of Cancun every year. It's called Isla Mujeres. You take a boat over there and then rent a golf cart. Just drive around and go like nice. bar hopping on this island. Nice. That's 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 more my speed than the uh, the mopeds. I feel like if you're on mopeds, everybody else is on bikes. You're just leaving everybody in the dust. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. we did. No, we did. We we were out. We we're like, all right, man, we'll meet you guys somewhere. We'll go find. We'll go explore and t- and go back. So they went about half the distance and then they turned around like, oh, we're not riding any farther. And we went really far. We went to this beach called the Big Beach. And uh, so it was really far away, right? Pretty creative with their names. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So the funny thing is one of the guys that we are with, Daniel, uh, you know, his mom has said, well, I think you should just, you know, ride with the fellas and and, and go out there and check out the beach, too. So he's like, "Okay." And it's funny how we talk about, you know, you've been you've been with someone for so long. It's too far. It's too it's too hard to go back now or turn around now. So he rode about halfway there. And then decided, well, I'm just going to keep on riding because, well, I've already rode so far. I don't want to do this. So me and Little Q would stop to the side of the road. We'd sit there and chill for a while. We'd double back and catch up to him and talk to him and then speed up ahead of him and everything. And he was worn out. It was like 15 miles that he rode on a bike total. And we were just cruising. 
<laughs> so that's rough. Yeah, it was rough, but that was that was a lot of fun riding those mopeds. Like I tried to to convince the wife to say, "Hey, let's go back and get those mopeds." And she's like, "No, we have other things to do." But that that was fun. They said it was supposed to go thirty five miles an hour, but I promise you, those things were going at least fifty or fifty five miles an hour. They were fun. So I'm I'm picturing now about two or three months from now, you uh, show up at Raiders facility riding a moped from your house over to uh, over to the facility, and then uh, zipping up here to uh, to the studio. Zipping around town on a moped. Save a lot of gas, I think. Man, I'm trying to tell you. I, I'm not going to say I didn't think about it. <laughs> I'm not going to say. Damon, are you a, a, a off-roader? Have you done any moped action or ATV action or any of that? You do some stuff that's outside of your character at times. Yeah, I do some stuff. But around 14, I got like into a dirt bike accident. Not even like a, like a big accident. I just ran into a fence. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I don't like this no more. That's uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> tough, time, tough time reaching the pedals. Right, right. Well, he still has a tough time reaching the pedals. That, that just, didn't change because of age. I revved it up, and I went up in the air, and it was going. I felt like, you know, remember Biker Boys, that movie? Yeah. It, it, was, it, was a bad, it was a bad rendition of that. I actually claimed while we were there, I, I kept, like, I put out a couple of videos of us riding the mopeds, and I was like, Biker Boys, Maui style. <laughs> right off on the side on it. Yeah. <laughs> I did get a little squirrely one time, though. I turned a corner, and I was going a little fast, and all of a sudden I got wide, and I got wide. Wider, and I got wider. I saw the sidewalk coming. I was like, oh, damn, this is about to be embarrassing. Like, you know, it's one thing to crash on a moped, but it's another thing to crash in front of your kid. And he's cruising. He's chilling. Yeah. So I was like, I can't do this. So I, I straightened it out and I was good. But I did get I, I started sweating a little bit on that one. I ain't going to lie. So uh, there you go. So no, no pickleball, no thumb wrestling, but definitely some moped action. Also, Big Dub Raider said, welcome back, Q. Man, Adam coming hot. Harlem World was definitely a slept-on album. Also, as someone that's been getting paid every week since I was 18, works for UPS, I actually work a max of two days on most of my vacations. Call me crazy. I know. Go Raiders. So he works while he's on vacation, Adam. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, there are people that have a tough time getting away. I know yep. um, I have been one of them. I know you're one of them. Yep. There, there are people like I don't – I'll say last year when I was in when I was in Cancun, I did about five or six radio spots. Did you while really? I was, while I was just there. Yeah. But at the same time – like it's not it's kind of cool to stay connected to the world right, right like I, yeah. I never want to be too far away and there's a lot of long days on the beach where you're just sitting there like as you said sipping my ties in my case is a daiquiri or whatever you're yeah, gonna, yeah you're ever gonna drink you're just kind of sitting there on the beach like yeah okay that's fine i'll talk football for a few minutes like i don't even look at that really as work right. uh but there's people that have a hard time getting away i used to um i have learned the last couple of years that you kind of have to do it uh mm-hmm. especially after the grind of NFL season for those, like we said, for fans, for media, right. for players, for everyone. Like if you follow closely, you have to check out. You can't do it every single day of your life. Yep. You have to get away, and, and you have to train yourself to do that sometimes. But then the reality of the situation, a lot of people just can't. Right? I mean, yeah. In that case, like you, you just don't, you don't have the the means or whatever to be able to step away and not work. And you know that sucks. I get that. There's there's people that are there, and there's people that also that have graduated to a spot where they do have the means, but they still have that grind in their head, that work. Right. I can't stop for more than a day because, you know, everything's going to pass me by or I'm going to fall behind or whatever that yep. mentality is. And that's a, a very admirable mentality. But if you have the ability, you have to unplug and check out for a little bit. Like that is something I definitely had to learn and be taught. No, I did too. And that's why I have to go far away. That's why I went to Hawaii. Like I couldn't stay here in Vegas for a week and not work. I no. would work. There'd be no. no doubt I'd be working. So I have to go somewhere as far away as possible and make sure I leave all electronics behind outside of my phone. And like I said, I, I did more uh, checking in on my phone on Twitter than I should have. But at the same time, it was still a relaxing time and I didn't have anywhere to be. Right. It's like, yeah. okay, 
Where do you want to go? Who cares? I, cool. The time is yeah. <laughs> time is time is yours. It's all good. I ain't worried about it. So there you go. A couple of good texts that we already received from the don'tbebroke.com text line at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. I did want to throw this question out there. Since Adam, we're talking about training camp being less than a month away. I had someone ask me because anytime someone sees me, they always say, "Hey, how are the Raiders going to do? Hey, Q, what are your expectations for the Raiders this year?" And I even did a podcast this morning, the Pick Six podcast I was a part of, and they asked that question off top, and I never really have a good answer. So I ask you, I know that you do a lot of great writing in the RJ and you have a lot of great storylines. As you're preparing for your, for your articles that you're going to be writing, I mean, you're a month out. What are your expectations for this Raiders team? Like, how do you feel that this team is going to do, knowing what the players are right now that will be competing in training camp? Well, I know you already said this earlier. You don't want to hear it. Uh, it's a phrase you don't want to hear. But if, if you ask me this question, you gotta, you got to let me know how many games Jimmy's playing. Right. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. You're not wrong. It's a big question, right? Yeah. Where if you told me that Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy for, I'm not even going to say 17, 14 games? Right. Like, could they they compete for, like, the last wild card? Yeah. Right. I don't think that's out of the question. Right. But what are the chances that he's healthy for 14 games? That's the question. He's not healthy for one game right now. Right. Like we don't, he's not healthy for a practice right now. So, I, I think that is by far the burning question of the season. That's going to have, you know, repercussions toward everything else. Right now, I have been team tank for a while. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, remember that. I think expectation should be uh, to try to not have him play, uh, to see what they've got. With you know, I've heard you know, hey, let's see what Aiden O'Connell has. How about let's see what Chase Garbers has. Uh, yeah, you know. Play those guys, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, and that's great. You can get one of the, hopefully, if you're if you do it right, get one of those two quarterbacks at the at the top next year, and, and Williams or May, and and move on from there. Um, but I, I I just feel like they're going to be too good if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy throughout the season to be in that mix. So it's going to be just like a, a disappointing seven and ten, eight and nine type season where you're right on the verge, maybe a game, you know, a game or two down the stretch away from making the playoffs, but. Uh, just fall short and kind of be in the same situation you are now. And then that's – yeah, and, and look, if you're really bad and you have an opportunity to get one of those best quarterbacks that that we're talking about, the Williams or May, that's a tough pill for the, the fan base as well. It shouldn't be. It, look, if it, you are It's got to be. It's been so long, Adam. It's been so long Q, since this team has won. If you're a fan right now and you would rather go – Eight and nine, then right. two and fifteen. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you don't. You're not doing it right. Right. You're not. You're not. I guess you're just way too narrow-minded or or short-sighted or or you just know, so hungry. Man, focused. you're just so hungry, right? That's I mean, fine. It's like, but you're not. You're not going to go. Let Let me tell you this. Like eating a little bit's better than not eating at all. Is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd rather get one meal a day than no meals a would day. You, but would you rather get one meal a day for the rest of your life? Right. Or get no meals a day for the next couple of months and then eat like a king for the rest of your life? That's the question, right? And that's, wanna, a, great, wanna, that's a great logic. Do wanna, right? Do you want to just have a couple nibbles here and there? That's what you're looking for? <laughs> like, bro, you just came from the land of luau's. Like, <laughs> you want to roast a pig? You don't want to just be getting nibbles at the, at the hooves for the next couple of months. That's not what you want. That's so a good like, point. You, this is – it's about – if you're a fan, it should be about the big picture. It should be about the long term. That's true. That's that, true. That's what it I just be think about. it's hard for fans to wrap their mind around that, right? 
I think it's easier when 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 you know you're removed from the situation of being a fan. I think it's easier. And me, you know, in the position I'm in, I like to think as logically as possible. But I also know that I'm a fan before I was anything else, right? Before I was anything else, I was always a fan. I was always the guy at the Coliseum. I just want to see wins, right? I just want to see the team win consistently. But it goes back to your point of if they have the right guys in place, then they can win consistently. So it's taking a step back. Yeah. to take steps forward. I, if if I was a fan again, I you know I cover the team. I'm around right. this team all the time. Right. I, I get it, but I'm not a fan of them, so I, t- I can take the emotions out in that yeah, way, exactly, and just see logically what's happening. I, I a even a nine and eight season where you lose a wild card game is a worst case scenario to me. That is terrible. Well, because you, you're not picking for a, quite a while in the draft. And yeah. If you're going to go up and get a quarterback, you're going to have to trade up to go get him. Like I I totally get those scenarios for sure. I just know for a fan base that is starving for wins consistently, and it's been well you had, over 20 You had your years. nibble two years ago. <laughs> you had your little nibble. Had a nibble in 2016. Yeah, had a nibble in 2021. Had a, The nibbles aren't enough, it's right? It's time to feast. It's not – no more You're nibbles. Right. You're right. It is time to feast. So I'll throw it out there. 702-365-9200. Also, the don'tbebroke.com text sign 69187, keyword R&R. Whenever your friends, whenever anyone – Ask, what are your expectations for the Raiders this upcoming season? Knowing the cast of characters that they have right now, the 91 men that they have on the current roster as they head into training camp in about a month, a little less than a month, what are your thoughts? Let us know about it, Raider Nation. Again, 702-365-9200, don'tbebroke.com, text line 69187, keyword R&R. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. You guys listen to French Montana? No, you don't. You're too old. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. OTAs right there when uh, Coach McDaniels was all mic'd up by the Raiders talking about French Montana. I mean, he wasn't talking about Mace, Adam. He was just talking about French Montana. Oh, is anybody too – somebody's too old. Is he too old or too young? Like, is French Montana even still somebody anyone listens to? That's what I was wondering. I remember when I saw Sorry, that. Sorry, French, if you're listening. I mean, who's still listening to French Montana? Right. I was wondering that, too. It's. I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what I thought of. And, you know, he said, oh, you're too old for that. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe uh, – or maybe to you. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's listening to Did he mean Hannah Montana? I don't, like, I don't uh, even know what he's talking about. He said Hannah I Montana. I feel like that was the youngest <laughs> rapper he could pull out. Yeah. So that's did, it, he brought you know? up, did he bring up Wiz Khalifa later? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, see, like that 2012 range. That's like, yo, mate. That's probably as hip as he can get. <laughs> so, there is somebody in the. Ah, I, I mean, yeah, go for it. There's somebody in the media contingent who last year discovered a, a new favorite rapper that he told us all about, Florida. Oh my goodness! And yeah, then we tried to yep. tell him that it was Flo Rida. Yeah, that was the, that was all, a, a hell like, of an explanation. First of all, it's not a new rapper at all. Uh, second of all, it's Flo Rida. Yeah. He goes, no, no, this is Florida. Like, yeah, we know who you're talking about. Right. It's Flo Rida, and uh, he's not new. He's not new at all, <laughs> and his better days are well behind him. But, again, I mean, I guess it's new for someone who just discovered him last year when he did tell us about that. So that that was pretty funny. So there you go. That was Coach <laughs> McDaniels on the on the uh, rejoin right there. And the question that we threw out there to you at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187 keyword R&R, what are your expectations for the Raiders as they are less than a month away from camp? Like what are your realistic thoughts on this team as you know they're 
a month out from camp. You know the players that they brought in in free agency. You know who their guys are that they brought in on, as draft picks. You know who the coaches are. So what do you think about the team? Uh, NC Raider for Life hit us up on Twitter, and you can also hit us up on Twitter at your boy Q254 at r 920 AM or at Adam Hill LVRJ and, of course, at DeMond underscore the boss as well. Don't want to leave him out. He said, Hill is crazy. It's been over 20 years. And then he says, Whitney Daniels will never feast. So there you go. <laughs> well, you nibbled, not with McDaniels, but you nibbled in the last couple of years. I, I don't, is that the taste that you guys want? Is, is that, that's what you want is, and right. look, they were two plays away. Let, let's be honest. They were two plays away from beating the Bengals and they could have moved on. And that, that's great. And that's what you want. When you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. I get that. Right. You want to get to the dance. But is that, is that what you want your, your ceiling to be? No, what, what you want the team to be and what I think that they're trying to build, and I can't say that it's going to work, but I think what they're trying to do, if I'm understanding the vision of Dave Ziegler and head coach Josh McDaniels and assistant GM Champ Kelly, is to build something that's sustainable so every year they're in the playoffs. So every year when I say, what are your expectations for the Raiders? Well, they'll make the playoffs for sure, and then anything's possible. Or, well, they might win the division this year. Like, they want to have that sustainable product that's a really good team. They just don't have the cast and characters to get it done as of right now. And that's what I believe this team is trying to build. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this. I, so if you look around, so my thought originally, and, and this is where you could fight back against me if you're if a Raiders fan that wants to compete and wants to go for it right now. <laughs> um, I, I did talk to somebody you know, pretty prominent in the organization, and I said, look, why would you try to compete right now? Mm-hmm. Look how good the rest of the AFC is, right? Even if you're a good team, you're not likely to win the AFC when you've got these unbelievable superpowers around you, why not tear it down two, three years from now? You've got all these young players that are ready to absolutely hit their peak at the right time. If you select well in the draft and if, right you, ones, yeah. if you acquire some you know, good young players, two, three years from now, you are ready to go. That's when some of these other teams might start to fall a little bit. And the response was, I understand what you're saying, but is the Chiefs' window only two or three more years or are they going to be good for 10 years because they have Patrick Mahomes? Right. Are the, is the Bengals' window only two or three more years? Right. Or are they going to be good because they have Joe Burrow? Um, and that's fair. Like mm-hmm. It's not like you just say, all right, we're going to wait these teams out. Now the the one pushback is these they're going to have to start paying these guys a lot of money, so you're not going to have the teams around them that you have now, and that's true, so you can take advantage of that window. But you've got these teams that are not going anywhere. Right. Like that is that's the the pushback of trying to trying to rebuild right now and saying, hey, in two or three years we'll be fine because when everybody else is taking a step back, we'll be taking our step forward and we'll be good. Will they? Like I think Jacksonville is a sleeping giant right now, too. Okay. Like I think you know, their division is kind of trash. Trevor Lawrence I, looks like he's gonna be really good and take a big step forward. And uh Peterson's a good coach. Like I, I think, first of all, I I'd be shocked if they don't win their division and they're only going to go up. Like, that's going to be a good team for a while. Right. So you've got all these teams in the AFC that really aren't going to go anywhere. Um, that that's the, that's the pushback to, hey, tear it down, compete in two or three years. Is the AFC going to get any worse? No, I don't think so, especially with those quarterbacks. I mean, there's a bunch of young guns, Damon. And look, your team, your team, Tennessee Titans, right? You're looking for that young gun. You just went out and made the move to go and get um, – the guy that everyone Will Levis, Will Levis. yeah, Will Levis. They still you. got Malik. I, I still got Malik. I still believe in Malik Willis. By the way, do you really? Yeah, like he was not ready last year. We no, knew that. not at Everybody all. Everybody knew that, right? And it was worse than anybody could have imagined. No, it was. It was terrible. And so, I mean, in that division, to your credit, the Texans, big question mark. Titans, big question mark. Right? You got uh, the Colts. 
question mark. Anthony Richardson and I, there. I love Anthony Richardson, but he's not ready right now, I don't think. Right, so Jacksonville should be the leaders in the clubhouse. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick before we take a break. 702-365-9200. Who's up, Damon? Raider Mac. Raider Mac. Oh, boy. Come on with it, Raider Mac. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Q? What's up? Hey, I was on vacation myself, man, and I did nice. that. I did that uh, in uh, Mau- in uh, Honolulu and Maui. I did the moped. It was fun. I, I agree with you, man. That- that's a great. <laughs> I just came back from uh, Jamaica and uh, oh. in the islands, nice. and uh, I was just trying to get ready for the for the season. I know the players are the one playing and stuff, but you know, as a fan, paying out, going to sports bars and going to the games and all that, you you exhausted each each week, especially with the team we had losing. What six one uh, six games by uh, by what five points three points right and stuff so we were exhausted but just to let 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 the call who's that name what was what was his name <laughs> Adam you Adam me? <laughs> yeah Adam 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 just wanted to let you know I've been a Raider fan for over forty years Adam and you know what we we always say there's light in the tunnel especially last year but the problem is Adam the, the organization. It, it just, it just. I don't know if we have a black cat or what, but we just don't win. Twenty-two years, we win one, one, one year, then we lose, and then we lose for like another five years. Here's the problem the Raider fans have, and I'm just speaking for myself, is that every year we, we like last year, we we had a big expectation. You know, we got all these players, but it never, it never fulfills for some reason. We lose games and. We fire coaches. We do this. We just a dysfunctional organization. I hate to say it, but it it is what it is. I mean, you till you prove to me that you're gonna change this. You everybody talking about next year, next year, next year. We we've been saying that for over 22 years. Next year, next year. So my thing is, well, our record probably gonna be six and six and something. I, I don't see us winning more than six games this year because last year we, everybody was talking about 11 games. When we got all these players and stuff, and we we won six games, so I don't see a di- I, I don't see a difference. It's the same Raiders that till they prove something different. I may be the only the person thinking like that, but I, I just don't have no big hopes of winning anything. The man in Kansas City, as long as he there, we're not winning that division. Now, I'll let you go on that. And Q, I'm glad you're back. Demond, y'all held it down. Thank you. Hey right, Raider Mac, thanks for the call, my man, and thanks for uh, you know, thanks for giving Demond and them some uh, compliments. I heard great things about the way that they held down the show. They turned it into an after-school special, but it was in a good way, apparently. So it's all good. But no, really, thank you for the call, and we'll definitely keep addressing these uh, these topics. We got plenty of uh, text as well on the Don'tBeBroke.com text line. And Raider Mac, I don't think you're alone. I think there's a lot of Raider fans that feel the same way. I know my man Vegas Jess hit me up and said my expectations are. Don't let me down. That's the words of Vegas Jess. 258 is the time. Will we come back? Anthony Galavis from the Fresno Bee will join the show to kick off hour number two. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.